Welcome to Chief's Chat, a look at public safety issues and initiatives in the city of Crystal, a fully developed northwest suburb of Minneapolis in Minnesota. We are your hosts, Chief Stephanie Revering and Chief Sarah Larson with the West Metro Fire Rescue District. In our last podcast, we discussed Women's History Month and had several of our female elected officials on the show. And this month, we would like to introduce you to the City of Crystal's embedded mental health social worker, Savannah. Savannah, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Sarah, this is exciting for us um, to have Savannah here for multiple reasons. Um, one is it's a great benefit to our community. Oh, absolutely. And something that Sarah and I see, obviously, in our positions and what our um, folks on the front lines do every day and, and meeting people in our community that may need uh, your services. So, Savannah, tell us, what are the benefits to the community for having an embedded social worker? There are multiple benefits. Probably the primary benefit is that it's a new approach to policing. Um, instead of having a single contact and um, your contact ending, as social worker can follow up after the fact and see um, how you're doing after the fact and if you're interested in any voluntary services or resources. Um, it also allows for like this multidisciplinary approach um, where law enforcement and a social worker can collaborate with the person on scene to brainstorm and um, come up with a solution um, for the outcome of that call. Um, I know that it gives the fire department like s somewhere to go. Do you know what I mean? So we would let the police know on scene that we, we found something, whereas prior to that we had no resources, it felt right. like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or yep. had no idea exactly how to handle many of the situations that we found. Yep. Yes, and overall it can be decriminalizing to some of the behaviors that we see on scene. Um, we're able to address with um, community resources and services that maybe target that underlying driver to the behavior in the first place just a little bit more accurately. Um, and Savannah, so our model in, in Crystal and in <clears throat> New Hope Robbinsdale, our model is a little bit different than maybe what people have heard like in the news or in, in other communities or even other states. Our model is after the fact, right? We don't have right now, like you're not riding along with officers or staff. It's after the fact where our police officers are actually engaging with you and telling you what it is that they came across, correct? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of flexibility in our approach. Um, so it is after the fact that law enforcement is first on scene. Um, they may call uh, me out on scene to help um, problem solve in that moment. Um, Sometimes that allows them to leave and then I can stay with the person if they're needing additional support or I get the police report the next day and then it's a phone call with outreach to that person to check in. So the response is not instead of, it's in addition to. Correct. Yeah. Which, which is a good, which is a good thing, right? Because, so just for our listeners can, um, can take away with them is we have many mental health calls for service in our community. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, we are trained as police officers, right, in mental health. However, it's not necessarily our role or our primary job. It's something that we just don't have the capability or tools, right? And hence the reason why the benefit of having Savannah embedded is so crucial for our community members to be able to get those resources that we, the police, may not even know exist. Yeah. Right. Can you maybe talk about like the resources that exist for people? Yeah. So there are a couple of our alternatives. Um, 
so sometimes we can bring clients to um, 1800 Chicago is the Behavioral Health and Wellness Center where a person in crisis can be connected to services and resources in real time. Um, but maybe getting in a squad car isn't the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. And if I am out on scene, I can transport in an unmarked vehicle. There's some antinomity there where the community around them doesn't need to know what's going on. Yeah. They get to maintain their privacy. It gives them some power and choice too about who they who they might talk to and share information with um, to feel some some power and control over that situation as well. Which is vitally important so that people understand that we we know right because of our training and obviously you know and Sarah knows the that that we want to make sure that people do have that anonymity and and feel comfortable right that mm -hmm. they they don't necessarily want everybody in their neighborhood to know what is going on with them right nor should exactly. they and um, so that's yeah that's important Sarah do you um, for your firefighters do you like like you had already said when they're when they're on scene of something, when they go to either a, a fire call or even a medical call situation, um, what are the common things that that you're hearing from your firefighters regarding mental health and the community? Well, there's um, so many times when you go into somebody's home and you see in their surroundings and I don't know the best way to, to say it, but you see in their surroundings that maybe they just need a little help, mm -hmm. you know? And there was never anywhere to go. Mm -hmm. So having you, Savannah, and, and Tom Ford in uh, New Hope is an, an incredible resource because whereas all we had was questions before, what can we do to help these people? Now we have some place to go to help these people. I mean, nowadays there's so much care going on in homes, and sometimes it's beyond the caregivers, and you don't know what to do for them, and being able to contact the police or have the officer contact you is a huge resource to us. Mm -hmm. I think uh, you make a good point. Um, asking for help is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, even if you do acknowledge that you might need some help, where do you go mm -hmm. to get that help? And so when um, a person in my position can do that legwork, to reach out to you and say, I'm here to support you, um, what might you be interested in? Um, that's a lot easier to accept. Um, it's that early access to services and connection and some clients in the community do have providers, but there's this um, miscommunication where then they don't know what is going on with, with their client. Mm -hmm. um, and so we get to be a liaison to wrap around that person and really support them. I'm glad you brought that up, the, the not knowing what's going on with their client. because So our listeners know, because I've shared this before, and I've shared it with our community, that my mom, before she passed away, had she was diagnosed years ago with bipolar and psychotic tendencies where she had hallucinations, and not necessarily to the schizophrenic level, but she had hallucinations where she was talking right mm -hmm. to people. And it took a number of years before we finally were able to find the right resource for her, right medication for her to be able to um, be happy and sustain a great life, you know, and, until she passed away. And the one thing for us, I know, um, my family, when dealing with that, and is 
to make sure that they do reach out to the appropriate people, right? Because I think what happens is the caregivers or perhaps the people that are in the moment trying to help their family don't understand about the resources that are out there for them. Absolutely, and our systems are really hard to navigate. And so if you can be connected to somebody who's navigated them time and time again, um, that feels really comforting. Yeah. You feel that you're being guided in the right direction and you're well supported. Yeah. That Savannah, would be absolutely huge. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Savannah, what does a typical day look like for you? Like, what do you do every day? That is a tough question to answer. Yeah. Um, I typically start my morning by reviewing police reports. Um, I then reach out to those clients and just check in. Um, our services are voluntary, so it might just be that initial phone call, and if somebody isn't interested, that's okay. Um, I do meet with clients ongoing. So we provide this short-term connection to services where I am a case manager for the, the moment until we're able to connect you to that longer-term support. Um, and then I get called out on scene on occasion. Um, I get to do fun community engagement events. So there's a lot of variety and flexibility within my role. Which is awesome, I bet. It is very fun. Yeah, you're probably like Sarah and I, right? One, unfortunately, with our roles now, it's like sitting behind a desk and having to do paperwork. But mm -hmm. obviously, we didn't get into these roles to do that, right? And I'm sure you didn't either. You want to be in, engaged with the community and engaged with the people you serve. And yes. One yeah. of the best things about my days, I never know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Everything's spontaneous, mm -hmm. which is yeah, which is what we like. So, Savannah, why, why is it important for police officers and firefighters um, to build a relationship with you, but then also what are the benefits that will bring back to the community? Yeah, relationships are what make this, this project work. Um, relationships between police, fire, myself, and the community. It becomes very collaborative. Um, we're all then kind of on that same side and we're brainstorming um, ways to move forward together. I would also add that there's this natural um, knowledge transfer, right? So um, law enforcement gets to learn about some of the community resources that are available to, to people, um, our residents, and then social workers get to learn about um, the legal piece and how we can advocate for change um, in the future. And then the community gets to, to learn that we really have their best interests in mind um, and that we're here to be supportive. What type of training do you think that, well, you know that the police officers and, and um, receive training for mental health, mm -hmm. but what type of training would you like us to receive or that you perhaps are going to provide for us? I really provide training more on, on my role. Mm -hmm. um, and it's I, I say this in that it's a knowledge transfer because it's, it's a modeling thing. So if I am out on scene, maybe there's a, a tactic or skill that I mm -hmm. use in, in that moment that they're like, wow, that really worked. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do a formal training to law enforcement. Um, Maybe something we have to take a look at doing. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly providing them with information about the resources out there. Yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, I can't be available 24-7. Yeah. And so um, they're very skilled and able to do this work and have for years. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of knowing what's available to them. Um, yeah. What, you know, one of the things that, in fact, with our well, just in general, right? Our jobs, both Sarah and I's jobs and your job, it's about people, right? Yes. And it's about talking to people. And I always I always say when a newer when we hire new cops that come aboard, obviously during the interview process, one of the things that both Brian and Deputy Chief Hubbard and myself realize is if people if during an interview, if they can't just have a 
just a conversation, then we probably aren't going to hire you, right? Because that's what these roles are. That's what these jobs are. This transfer that you talked about when the cops are on scene and see you providing something to someone that maybe they've never tried before, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a great thing for them to be able to witness. And the secret hack to all social work is relationship, right? And that's another piece that is the benefit to the community is I get to build relationships and then we get to tailor our response um, because of those relationships. And it's it's very comforting. Yeah. What am I missing, Sarah? Is there anything? I don't know. I don't, I, I think it's absolutely wonderful what you're doing and having you in our community is such an asset. So thank you very much for yes. for your service. I'm happy to be here. That's great. That's it for our show today. I want to thank you for listening to Chief's Chat. Episodes are released quarterly and are posted on the City of Crystal's website and via social media. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Music, and other podcast applications. And if you have any ideas for an episode, feedback, or want to get in touch, you can connect with us at stephanie.reverend at crystalmn.gov. Savannah, thank you so much for being our guest today. We really thank appreciate you. Thank you, Savannah. You. Thank you. And everybody have a great day.